Welcome to another episode of Mama Earth Talk. I'm your host, Maris Canal. Realizing just how much waste we generate on a daily basis, I've set a personal goal not only to reduce, reuse, and recycle, but to also educate the world about sustainability and how each of us can help preserve our beautiful planet. Thanks for listening. Let's dig in. Hello, hello, crazy birds. Oh my goodness, it's great to be back here. I know I've actually missed one episode um, to publish last week, so I honestly, honestly apologize for that. It's been a bit of a hectic uh, time here at our house. Um, Little Piper, our French little bulldog, uh, went in for surgery and Literally, the last three weeks has been manic in between tube feeds and trying to make sure that she does not open her wounds and having this little tube hanging around and trying to make sure that that does not get pulled out was a full-time job. So I do apologize for this. Um, But there is so much happening on this podcast um, today, as well as our next guest, which is going to be in two weeks' time, um, if you stay tuned till the end of this episode, I am going to reveal who our special guest is. Oh my goodness, I had such a blast talking to her, and it's just been fantastic. And I mean, this week's really, well, it's Monday, it's starting, and there's already been some great news. Um, a lot of you have listened to episode 10 which kind of covered the Great Pacific Garbage um, Patch. Now, just over the weekend, uh, the the Ocean Cleanup actually posted about system number two that has completed um, their testing and it had such a massive catch on deck and they're busy kind of going through it, sorting it, and also processing all the information to make sure, you know, um, they can do amazing work in the future and actually clean up the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. That is just full, full, full of trash, fishing nets, and oh my goodness, it's it's just insane. Like, honestly, I'm going to link that um, Twitter photo as well, and you guys can have a look in that Then the second thing um, that I quickly want to dig in before I actually cover today's topic is Halloween that's around the corner. Oh my goodness. Like honestly, um, in episode 28, and I'll link that up as well, I covered quite a lot of tips and tricks for Halloween. Um, But it is honestly, it is such a wasteful day. Now, don't get me wrong. I absolutely love a good horror movie and trick or treat I have not grown up in the US so um kind of not really accustomed to it but I absolutely love you know good dress up um but unfortunately just in the US alone we spend around 2.6 billion dollars on Halloween costumes and a lot of it's actually only worn once or twice, not even twice, just once. And then it kind of heads to the bin. 
and it gets disposed of. But there is so many so many great things that we can actually do. You know, first of all, before you actually go out and buy stuff, um, you know, go and check your cupboards first. Maybe you'd be able to get like a great look from that. I mean, last year um, for Halloween, I actually dressed up as Morticia from the Adams Family and I had a black dress. What I did is I used sunscreen to just make my already pale face, a little bit paler, and just did some um, dark makeup for me. And, and my hubby went as obviously Marticia's husband, which name I can't remember at this point. And yeah, we just did, did that makeup, had our own clothes, and it was a great outfit. So have a look, see what you've got. If there is something specific that you kind of go for, maybe check your um, local buy nothing group first and go and check out the op shops before, you know, you go and you want to purchase stuff. And I mean, decorations for Halloween can be super fun. It can also be super versatile. Maybe buy um, or get stuff in the future. If you do end up wanting to buy stuff, make sure it kind of, you know, will go with all the seasons. It can be used for Halloween. It can be used for Christmas. So you've got a little bit more of a multifunctional decorations and also try to make edible stuff. Um, I mean, pumpkins are a great way for Halloween as well. Um, and please do remember that these pumpkins can be compostable afterwards. Um, or composted afterwards and also you can cook with it and bake with it you know it's amazing you can get pumpkin breads pumpkin soups pumpkin biscuits and why not some pumpkin spice lattes while we're at it and you would also be able to just like add a little bit of lighting to your garden that you know can not just be there for the event but can actually stay afterwards as well and you know you don't need to buy a specific outfit to look like a ghost or a witch or a scarecrow. You can actually just, by stuffing a towel, make stuff easily, you know, um, to create either decorations for, uh, for your house or to actually wear as well. And when it comes to the candy, the trick or the treat, um, zero waste or plastic free options are available. You can check some of your local stores. I mean, a lot of the stuff could be wrapped in foil that obviously can be scrunched together and then recycled, or you can buy stuff package free as well, or make your own biscuits, um, and just make up your own little goodie bag and, you know, have that as a go. So that's my little rant on um, Halloween. <laughs> I hope you guys do try to keep it as waste-free as possible. Um, if you have any questions or anything, I do suggest check out episode 28. Um, and otherwise, just ask me. Be happy to, to answer some questions. And that brings me to this episode today. And it's based on some of the questions that I've been getting the last couple of weeks. A lot of people are kind of wondering, where do I start on my journey? Like kind of where? And um, that's quite a hard question for me to answer um, because each person is totally different, you know? Um, I always go and to say that, you know, look at why 
Why do you want to start this journey? Is it because you want to reduce your waste? Is it because you want to save some turtles? You want to stop deforestation? Or is it just because you want to be more mindful? Okay. And whatever it is that made you want to take this journey, I want you to kind of remember that. Remember why are you on this journey? And sometimes when things might feel a little bit hard, um, you're not sure why the hell are you bringing all of these reusable stuff, just remember why is it that you started on this journey? Because that sometimes just gives you that extra boost that you sometimes need um, just to continue further. But again, where do we start? So now you've got your why. Now we want to know where do we start? Well, start with stuff that's easy. Because if stuff, if you start by giving stuff up that is easy or make switches to stuff that's easy to do, you are more likely to actually continue with this. And whatever that is that you start up, start with, that basically varies really from person to person. Some people might say, well, I don't need a straw. Others might feel like, well, you know, I definitely do need a straw. I've got sensitive teeth. Um, I don't like my lipstick going off of the cup. So definitely I need a straw. And then, you know, maybe a reusable straw is a great option for them to kind of, you know, start with that. And one thing that as you're kind of going through your mind and thinking, where do I start? Where do I start? I want you to remember that there is no perfect choice. Okay, absolutely. Whatever you do, there's no one perfect choice. There's only a better choice for the environment. Okay, so remember that. And that's what we're trying to do, to make better choices for the environment. And you need to look at single-use items that you basically use and consider whether you really need them or whether there is actually a reusable alternative that you could use in your life. And if you start changing things that will immediately make your life harder, you might find yourself giving up on your waste-free journey before you even start it. You know, if you have already a super busy schedule and you struggle already just to go to the normal grocery store and pick up food, adding an extra 20 minutes to your trip just by going to a bulk food store might seem super inconvenient in the beginning and also to maintain. And therefore, you know, that might not be your first item. And once you have actually started changing, you know, one or two things and you're already making a difference, you are already on this path to have less waste in your life. And um, it will be easier and it will come easier once you've started and you actually see, oh, hang on, my bin's not that full anymore. I had one of my friends the other day after she attended one of my talks um, say to me that, you know, her recycle bin used to be overflowing every single time that they have to put it out. So every second week here in Perth. And she said now by just making a few switches, it's only a quarter of the way 
by the two weeks. So that's amazing just by making a few changes. And that's something I want you guys to also realize that, I mean, we have a zero waste lifestyle in our house, but it really took us years to get to that point. It did not happen overnight. And, you know, living this like complete package-free lifestyle, it's really a big um, endeavor. And it might take you years to actually achieve that. But every single step that you're doing, it really makes such a difference. Now, we've kind of talked about starting with stuff that's easy, but what do we know? Like, how do we determine what is the stuff that we kind of start with? Well, one thing that is critical is kind of knowing where we're at, you know? What is in your bin? What is these culprits that keep on filling your bin every single week or even every single day? And um, to find that out, I have um, created like a bin order template that I will link in the show notes as well. It's also on my Instagram, um, Zero Waste Mariska, just in case um, you quickly want to go afterwards without seeing the show notes first. Um, So what it basically is, is a bin audit is a great way to find out what exactly is in that bin what is causing these issues and i mean it is super 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 easy to actually do a bin audit there are two ways that you can do it the one um the first method is a little bit of a cleaner less hands-on approach it's probably my favorite one because i'm not a big fan of waste Um, and what you do is you kind of start off with a empty bin, of course, and you print out your, uh, bin order template, which is linked in the show notes and, um, or you can just use a piece of paper. You don't have to print anything out. And every time you put something in the bin, you tick it off or you write it down like one soda, one soda can or one plastic water bottle, um, food waste. And you kind of tick it off like that. And after about a week or so, or, you know, if you kind of have to have to throw out the bin, you know, throw it out, but make sure you've got about data for about one week. And then we're going to, you know, take it further. That's like kind of the first method. The second method That's a very hands-on approach, can be messy, can be gross, not my favorite one to do, but um, basically when your bin is full, okay, or you've got a week's worth of um, trash in the bin, you will take like either like a top or, you know, newspapers and you'd spread it out outside and you would empty the bin on there. It might be a little bit of a smelly process. Um, and from there, that's where you kind of, you know, group everything together that goes together. Um, you can use tongs, you can use, um, gloves, whatever you need to kind of make it easier for you and, um, group them together in the different groups. So I normally group together in, um, what I call like the organic waste. So everything that could be, um, or could have been composted, recyclables, plastic bottles, and also, um, you know, other stuff that's like special recycling. So um, 
if you kind of look at the chart or if you don't have the chart in front of you, it's basically divided in a few groups. So the first one is like donate is like, you know, can the items have been donated instead of ending up in your bin? Like whether it is a handbag, I mean, Guys, I've been to quite a few recycling facilities and also landfills and the stuff that people throw away, I'm, I'm amazed. It's like, honestly, still in such good condition. So, you know, things like that. Um, if it's not in good condition, it's like old tiles, maybe with a little bit of holes. Uh, maybe it's bed sheets that's like stained or, you know, um, things like that. That can easily go to like an animal um shelter they would love to get old towels and bed sheets and whether it's little small carpets because they definitely need it um okay then the second group is organics so these are items that can be composted either at your local community garden and i'm sure most of us have local community gardens there's also some different services that can actually pick up your compost and um, either as a paid service where they pick it up and they deliver compost or some places are just really desperate to get good quality compost so they're happy to you know have a drop-off location or actually provide you with a little bin and here where we are in Australia some of our um, councils have like a FOGO bin which is food and garden organic bins and um so you can sometimes put put the stuff well not sometimes always put it in there and they'll pick it up um and yeah so it's it's just it really just depends so some councils will have you put it in other councils are like oh no these bins are only for like garden waste because they just do mulch um so yeah it, it really just depends and then you've got the curbside um recycling that i've also listed on there and now this is something that will vary from council to council from state to state from country to country because this is really determined by so this will really just kind of um vary from wherever you are so i do recommend you know check out what is accepted and what not. And then we also have some special recycling. So this is stuff that you typically cannot recycle. And this basically avoids, um, the special recycling avoids harmful chemicals from entering in our landfills. And um, some companies like TerraCycle might offer a little bit more of a special recycling program so that would typically be stuff for your toothpaste holders and corks and you also have a wide variety i would definitely go and check out what they've got and also see whether some some of your um you know local places might have some of these boxes with them or if there's other companies that actually recycle this and um other special recycling includes like you know your e-waste um batteries chemicals paints any uh, like kind of harsh chemicals should be recycled it should never go to landfill because it will definitely leach into our um you know kind of leach into the ground leach go and just yeah pollute everything and landfill items, this should honestly be the last option. 
So this is for everything that we cannot donate, recycle or compost. And do not place items that has to go into the landfill bin actually in the recycle bin because even though it might um you know feel you might feel bad putting stuff in the bin to go to landfill if you actually place these items in the recycling bin you are just kind of doing uh wish cycling so we definitely don't want to do that um and yeah it's it's really important to place the correct items in the correct bins so that we can avoid trying um that we can kind of see what these items are and avoid purchasing them in the future and once you have actually completed your bin audit i'm sure you will feel amazing and you would actually know kind of you know what is these items um that is filling up your bin and um from the bin audit i would kind of you know take the top five items that you've actually found in your bin and you know have a look at and ask yourself these questions you know like do i really need this item um do i need to use these items as frequently or can i reduce it and the third one is is there a specific item that i could replace this item with that i actually know of and the fourth one is how hard would it be for me if i reduce this item starting today okay so after you've done this you've selected your top five items identify the first item to actually start reducing and if you feel that you've kind of you know got a got a handle on this you're not using it anymore you've actually got a replacement or um you find out well I really don't need it in the first place. Go on, do the second one, do the third one, continue and, you know, um, see how it goes. And, you know, maybe something something might be easier than others, uh, but it's really the idea to kind of, you know, start with what is easy for you and then move on once it is a habit to kind of the next one and the next one and the next one and then you'll find out they'll always be more um but i like to kind of do a bin audit every now and then just to kind of you know um have a look at what is actually ending up in our bins and even our recycle bins is there stuff that i can actually you know avoid or um other alternatives or something and um once you've got the first habit under control move on to the next and please 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 remember that this is a journey take it step by step you don't have to do all five top um top ones that was in your bin overnight just take it step by step and kind of make it public you know tell your family if you live in a house with other people tell them you know i'm starting this journey and you know this is what i'm kind of doing i've decided to take this journey and um you know just so that they kind of are aware of why are you making all these different choices now or you know um why using a a reusable bag instead of single use bags and also tell them that your why like why why is it that you went on this journey maybe it might be just saving 15 cents every time you don't have to buy a single use plastic bag um or you know 
if you've ditched that single-use plastic water bottles, you could have saved, you know, uh, almost $1,000 over a year as you're not paying your $3 a day for bottled water. So yeah, whatever it is, share that and have those conversations with your family. But also remember that this is your journey. And by sharing this journey with your friends and family does not mean that they are automatically going to jump on the bandwagon and join you. Sometimes they might. Sometimes they might think you're crazy and I'm going to make it as damn hard as I can for you to succeed. You know, you get strange people around there. Um, but yeah, just just remember that it's your journey and if you're not the person that's responsible for the grocery shopping in the house, then you can't expect for that person to go package free and buy everything package free just because it's your journey. So, um, you know, have a look. Maybe it is the next time that that person goes shopping, you kind of go with them and, you know, you will pack everything in reusable produce bags or something just so that they don't feel it's now their duty as well, if you get what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, just kind of, you know, first of all, explain why you're doing it, what you're doing, and, you know, that that also tell them, you know, I don't expect from you to do anything different. This is just my choice. And make it as easy for them as possible because sometimes just by them seeing how easy it is for you to make these choices, they can adapt and then now to start doing that. So um, that's just like kind of how like I would suggest you kind of start your journey if it is something that you know you haven't started with or something that you you want to add more stuff that you want to add onto your journey. Um, you know, just take it one step at a time and go through all of those things. And if you have any questions along the way, you know, um, please let me know. And obviously, uh, I do practice the five R's, refuse, reduce, reuse, recycle and rot. There's also another episode on that, which I'm going to link in the show notes as well um, about the five R's and how that has actually helped me to not purchase stuff that I don't need. So have a look at that. And I mean, this lifestyle has not only saved us a lot of waste over the time um, since we started, but it's also saved us a lot of money because there's loads of stuff I no longer buy because I no longer have to buy stuff to use once, to throw away, and then to buy again. I mean, that is so inconvenient, like really. Um, so yeah, definitely have a look and questions, ask them, please. I'll be more than happy to help. Guys, there is honestly so many tips that I can give you, um, but that is kind of my two cents for today. And I mean, just really start with where you're at. Start with stuff that you feel comfortable because living a more sustainable life is really a journey and it's not a race. So embrace it and take it step by step. And as I mentioned in the first part of this um, episode, we have got an epic, epic guest next um, next episode. 
and I had the absolute honor to actually speak to her. She's such an amazing human. She's in her like 86 years, she's done so much for our planet, for our oceans, and just raising awareness. And I'm super excited to actually announce that the next guest on this podcast is Dr. Sylvia Earl. And I had the most amazing conversation with her and I can't wait to actually share it with you guys. And if you guys want to hear about um, anyone in particular, like if you know of someone that is doing super amazing work, um, please let me know who they are. You know, maybe it is someone that I've already interviewed. Maybe it's the next guest. You don't know, but please let me know, guys. And Thank you so much for all that you guys do and for listening to the podcast. Honestly, I could not have done this podcast without you guys. So thank you from the bottom of my heart. I hope you guys have the most fantastic day. I'm sending you so much love and energy and positivity your way. Hope you have a super fantastic day. Sending lots of love. And that's a wrap. Huge thank you for our amazing guest for being on the podcast and for sharing their journey with us. You can find the show notes of this episode on the mamaearthtalk.com's website. The biggest thank you goes out to all of you crazy birds for listening to the podcast. If you have not already listened to all of the episodes, you can go back to a few of them. You will absolutely love them. I really enjoyed recording every single one of them and I really hope that you enjoy listening to them. There's over a hundred episodes so if you feel a little bit lost on which one to listen to next maybe select one of the episodes with guests that you might want to know more of and start from there. If you enjoy the episodes why not tell a friend about the podcast and maybe share an episode with them. Let them know that we are here and we are waiting for them with open arms and they are all very welcome to join the crazy birds globally. If you have a question for me, please send them over. The best way to get in contact with me would probably be a DM on Instagram. You can either send it to my personal, which is at Zero Waste Mariska, or the podcast, which is at Mama Earth Talk, or send me an email at hello at mamaearthtalk.com. If there's a particular guest or topic that you would like to hear on the podcast, let me know. I love to hear from all you crazy birds. New episodes are uploaded every second Monday. So make sure to subscribe that you do not miss a thing. Mama Earth has a voice and it's us crazy birds.